Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how boss fights need help in Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If you're listening in those places, you can use SayNoToRage.com as a way to come right to me. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. If you're not a fan of Twitch and you just like watching other locations, hit like and subscribe and sharing is a great way to support me. So why am I making, making a video about boss fights need help? If you've watched any of my content where I start talking about nightmare hunts, I really, really start beating against the tree of saying they really need to change boss fights. Boss fights in general in Destiny 2, I think, have been good and bad, kind of a mixture of both. And Master Nightmare Hunts, out of all the new content, really, really put on display just how bad boss fights can be in Destiny when certain things are used. So the first I want to talk about is the good. I do think there are good things in Destiny with respect to boss fights and with respect to the way they feel and the way they flow. And I think damage to those bosses is now starting to come in different ways because of difficulty spectrum. Difficulty spectrum is making you think differently about boss fights and how to melt and how to burn and how to approach the encounter. So I do want to talk about the good. Secondly, I want to talk about immunity. Immunity phases in boss fights in Destiny have been around for a long time. I want to talk about ways that they show up that are good and helpful and ways that they show up that are arguably terrible and awful and need to go away. Last, I want to talk about the difference between baking and finessing. Baking a boss, which is just absolutely melting it, or finessing a fight, figuring out the absolute best ways to maximize damage or to utilize either the modifiers or your builds and your power to finesse the fight. I think there is a big difference between baking and finessing. So let's just talk about the good. There are actually really good boss fights in Destiny 2, and you're starting to see them, I think, shine a little bit more now that you can't go in and melt because there is, you know, damage thresholds are different when you're doing a 950 or a 980 Nightfall. And the use of mechanics and moving around the room is nice to see. One of the one of the one of the things that was highlighted the other night on the Rageous Roundtable when we talked about this is Paul Tassie and other people highlighted fights like Shield Brothers. You knew what was happening, you knew the rhythm of the fight, it was predictable. Some people have highlighted the boss fight in Vex Offensive. You know exactly how the fight's going to go. He's shielded, you take down his shield, and then you do damage to him, and then the timer goes up, and he gets his shield back. And I think that is one of the things that is good in Destiny. They do a good job with that. The the boss fight mechanics and a lot of the boss fights in the raids are another good example of how fights can go and have phases and have rhythm and have things that you're doing in a certain sequential order instead of just going in the room and just baking and every you know their health bar just evaporates, which is one of the main criticisms of like the gambit, the flow of the gambit fights, right? Is you're supposed to build to this this primeval and it's supposed to be this back and forth and most people are just melting the boss and whoever summons first generally gets that melts off first and then it's kind of over so the best example i think of a a boss fight that uses immunity and movement is the arms dealer fight and paul tassie highlighted that on the podcast and i really had to agree with him after 
you've gone in there and learned how to melt him when you know you're on the elevator if you can't do that if you go into an environment where you're under delta or the modifiers don't allow for that or you know it's a 950 or a 980 and you're wanting to go maybe a little bit slower maybe you're wanting to get more points from the room or something his boss fight makes good use of immunity and movement you know when he's immune it's as clear as day he jumps up on a pillar and is literally not shootable there's no sudden you know sudden oh suddenly we can't do damage to him that doesn't happen he's a really good example of ways that it could go and another good example is the one i already highlighted the vex offensive boss you know exactly what to expect they're already immune when you go in there kind of reminiscent to a raid boss you go in they're already immune you can't do damage you got to satisfy a mechanic you satisfy the mechanic and, and then you get a certain window of damage and i think that's those are the two best ways to do this so let's talk about immunity because i think a lot of the times we zero in on immunity and we're like immunity phases for bosses are stupid and dumb and we don't like them the reality is there's plenty of immunity phases in the game that no one really complains about because they're done in a way that's sensible the enemy's shielded and you have to get swords the enemy's shielded and you gotta satisfy a mechanic I think raid boss fights are a perfect example of how we don't get mad at the fact that they're immune or the vex offensive boss so if we want to talk about the worst examples of immunity in the game the fanatic takes the cake even after Exodus Crash. Exodus Crash was hated. It was a terrible fight. Nobody liked it. The guy would disappear like literally in the middle of you damaging him or trying to put a super on him or whatever. He would just disappear, right? Just poof, and, and then nothing's happening, right? Well, if you look at that fight and then you look at the fanatic fight, the fanatic fight is actually, I think, arguably worse because he's literally standing there and mid super the fanatic goes immune. You can literally hit him with a blade barrage and half, like a third of your blades hit and then two thirds of your blades get immunity markers. Okay. Those are, those are the best examples I think I can give of how immunity is absolutely terrible. And then in walks nightmare hunts. Nightmare hunts don't just do immunity phases. They literally break the rhythm of the fight because of the immunity phases. So when you go in, if you do 70, 60%, 50% damage, you do too much damage to a nightmare hunt, you actually lose damage phases. Imagine going into Vex Offensive or a, the, the the raid and you earn a damage phase and you do really good damage you get you know 55 to 60 percent of their damage down you're like sweet this is going to be a two phase and then they skip a damage phase imagine a raid boss doing that just be like nope you're gonna we're gonna skip a damage phase you did too much damage at the beginning that's very very micromanaging of the player experience and it's completely unnecessary and arguably i think it's just unfair and bad game design so the nightmare hunts kind of take the cake because they, they empower you to do tons of damage. They give you enhanced mods, and then they give you supreme mods. So even the mods go up a tier in efficiency. Supreme Nightmare Banisher gives you that insane super damage against the boss. The Unstable Essence Orbs give you more damage against the boss. The Oppressive Darkness Grenade from this season's artifact gives you increased damage by debuffing the boss. They give you all these ways of doing tons of damage, and then they punishing punish you for doing it. So immunity in these instances is horrible and needs retooled. It's not that immunity phases are bad, it's not that boss fights having phases are bad it's the the use of immunity phases needs to be done in a good way 
I don't think Bungie is in the dark about this. I don't think they're like, oh, what does the community think about immunity phases and robbing them of damage cycles and damage opportunities? I don't think they're in the dark about it. So I'm not really sure why they dialed this in for Nightmare Hunts because they are now the worst offenders. And that's why I want to end by talking about melting a boss versus finessing a boss fight because I do think there's a distinct difference and people make the mistake of being like, well, it's just boring and stupid if we go in and melt the boss every single time. The first thing that needs to be stated is if you are at the at the actual uh, encounter level or if it's below you, okay? So if you're at the level of the encounter or the encounter is below level, I think it's totally fine to go in and melt the boss. You're just running a strike, a lost sector, or something basic like Vex Offensive. If it's at your level or below your level, I don't think there should be any qualms about going in and melting a boss. Because we're, you know, we're, we're, it's, that's, that's not end game difficulty. That's not a, that's not a Delta uh, difficulty environment. So I actually think that's a totally fine time to say it's okay to melt the bosses. Difficulty structure brings something new to the game where you can go in and you can maximize and finesse the fight and really, really try to squeeze as much damage of it out as as you can and I think 980 nightmare hunts are a really good example of this you can go in finesse the you know finesse the fight figure out ways to get tons of damage and you should be rewarded for that if I can go in and throw two novas at a boss and wait for unstable essence like we 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 get the guys kill we grab those balls we you know we hit him with the grenade and then we get tons of damage on him and then we go to a second phase and maybe we just use a tether I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, you're beating the boss too fast. What is the point in giving us the ability to dole out more power if that's not part of the reward? If you're going to give me a reward structure that gives me enhanced and then supreme nightmare mods, and you're going to also give me unstable essence on the ground, you're also going to give me oppressive darkness, you're also going to give me exotics to chase that maximize damage like the divinity or uh, or even some of the other exotics like tractor cannon, ways to maximize damage ways to dole out more damage if you're going to give us those types of things as a sense of reward then part of the reward should then be increased efficiency it doesn't make sense to hand us builds abilities and exotics that maximize damage output and then in the next breath we're going to act like finessing and beating a boss fast is somehow wrong or something that we shouldn't be doing i understand we don't want to mindlessly go into 980 content and just chuck three novas and then we're done a lot of our melt strategies and nightmare hunts actually were born out of the unfair nature of of the fights that we get robbed of a second damage phase so that's one of the reasons we figured out how to do triple nova i'm not talking about going in and mindlessly melting a boss with no effort i'm talking about finessing the fight maximizing efficiency using your loadout using things that they're giving you whether it's the the mods themselves oppressive darkness or gear that we have I think it's totally okay for us to figure out how to do that. And I think one of the best examples of it is 980 content where we're figuring out ways to efficiently beat the fight and immunity phases need to go away. Mechanics can be mastered. That's fine. I think they can put in mechanics that actually force fights to go to multiple phases. A lot of people have said, why not have every boss hit 10% and then at least enact one phase of the of, of the ads or, or one phase of the fight. That's fine. If you want to force phases of the fight 
right? Just make sure it's done fairly. I'm okay with us seeing more of the attack animations or the rhythms of fights. I'm okay with not bypassing content because we can just dole out so much damage. I'm okay with that. Just do it in a way that's fair. Don't disrupt our damage as we're doing it. Make the, make these immunity phases predictable and make them work fairly so you're not robbing us of damage phases uh, beyond that. I think boss fights need help for this reason uh, because I really, really think that's one of like the crown jewels of mastering content is beating a boss really, really efficiently and fastly, especially if it's seen as a challenge before you're able to do it. As always, we're going to go to question and answer next. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the boss fights needing help in Destiny 2. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. SayNoToRage.com will bring you right to uh, my Twitch channel. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If not, you can always uh, follow me there or subscribe and like on YouTube. Had to change the title played here. Boss Fights Need Help. I had the other title. We're doing Q&A sessions back to back. Gonna jump in to the first question. We might get some questions about Recluse and One-Eyed Mask but that's okay. Uh, we're, we're switching gears here to do one about uh, the uh, the boss fights in the game. Hmongolite says, what boss fight mechanic do you want to see in D2 from D1? I love the tag team Shield Brothers and the Dark Knight fights uh, and would love to see boss mechanics that take inspiration from it. A la Cool and the Shield Brothers are probably the two most famous. You know, the Dark Blade. Uh, that's what he means by Dark Knight. Uh, not We didn't fight Batman. Uh, the, the Dark Blade and the Shield Brothers are two, are two of the most memorable we have to be fair though one of the reasons they're memorable is because boss fights up to that point were pretty boring Volista Arc just walked back and forth Sevex Prime was just a big spongy ball um, you know in a room there there wasn't a whole lot uh, th- there was also the other one Wretched Eye was really good Wretched Eye was wild especially during Arc Burn holy frick uh, those shanks would one shot you Wretched Eye was was, was, a, was a, a, a rumble in the jungle I mean it was that, w- that was a fun one I would say I would say that anytime you're you're doing a boss fight, um, so if I'm going to go into a boss fight, and let's say there's three phases, so 05, 15, and then 25, and those are my three phases. Like at 05, like you're you do you do five percent damage and it triggers something, and then 25 and beyond, right? You add up those three phases, and then that that turns into a predictable fight. What you don't want to have happen is that's the fight every time. Okay, we did 5%. Now we're doing 15%. Like, we're just chiseling away. Something that Eugene brought up in, in after my, my video talk about boss fights is he said, I've really enjoyed growing in efficiency. Like, he's going in 980s now, and the champions aren't that big of a deal. The boss fights are a lot easier. And he's like, I've really enjoyed that feeling of power. If the boss fight doesn't generally change from your first interaction with the boss fight to the 980 end of season reaction, like if it's always two or three phases, it always lasts a certain amount of time, that can start to, I think, get old as well as sort of grate against the idea of me feeling more powerful. Feeling like you're getting more powerful and finessing fights. I kind of ended my talk by saying there's a difference between melting a fight and finessing a fight. You couldn't finesse the Oryx fight. You could do a good job and you could like not make mistakes. 
um, and that was great, but you couldn't beat Oryx faster. There was no speed running Oryx. There wasn't. You know, you 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 just you had to go in there and you had to detonate four sets of bombs. Okay, and you could stack them or not stack them. It didn't make much of a difference. Difference in time was negligible, and so. If strikes start to feel that way, or let's say you go into a nightmare hunt at you know, 900 power, and then 950, and then 980, and we're all having basically the same experience. Do some damage, stop, kill the ads. Do some damage, stop. If it's always the same, I don't feel a sense of strength. I don't feel like anything's changed. I don't feel like I'm stronger. I don't feel like there's any motivation to get better. They've lined, and this is this is one of my main arguments in my nightmare hunt video and in my boss hunt video, uh, my boss fight video. They've lined the game with incentives and motivations to say, let's maximize power, let's do more damage. You've got supreme mods, you've got unstable essence, you've got oppressive darkness, you've got really strong exotics, synergies with your builds. You know, making sure you can maximize, you know, your your damage output. If you're doing all those things and you don't feel a sense of reward for that, you don't feel a sense of increased efficiency or beating a boss faster, if if that's one of the things that isn't happening, I think people tend to check out. They're like, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go into content and feel like nothing has changed or I'm not stronger or there's really no difference between, you know, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny one hour a night and me playing five hours a day. There has to be room for that improvement and then that finesse and that power expression. And I believe they've literally added things to the game to increase your power expression. So you can't have mechanics in the boss fight grading against that. Z speed with the next question. Lona, do you think that the recluse, the recluse nerf is enough? I hear a lot of people saying that they will still use it. Well, yeah, it's still going to be a killer on PC. If you're good with it on PC and you're good at hitting crits, you're still going to absolutely shred people. The time to kill on that weapon is still going to be absurd. I mean, you blink and you're dead. It's not like getting in a pulse or a hand cannon shootout with somebody where it's like, tip, tip, oh, I got to get out of the lane. I'm going to lose this one. Or you come around a corner and tip, you get hit. And you're like, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I got to get into cover. I'm really low. The time to kill on the recluse is you're dead. Like, that's it. It's They shot you. I mean, it. it, it there, there is no like... There's no response time. There's no, let me get out of the lane. There, you know, Let me move. If someone pushes you and Master of Arms is procced and they shoot you in the head, you're going to die. Like, you're, it's so low. It's almost like playing Instagib for people who remember Instagib and, you know, Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament. It's so instantaneous. It's really, I mean, there was a, there was a time where I just spun and sprayed a guy, um, you know, I just spun and sprayed a guy and like hit him twice in his legs. He was already a little bit hurt and he just died. There was no thought behind it at all. Um, and Master of Arms can still be procced by other things as well, like people are saying. So you can proc it by getting a kill with a shotgun or you know a sniper, and you know it's it's still going to be uh, it's still going to be a really really strong strong weapon. If you're good at hitting crits, you should be using a different SMG. I don't know. I mean, Eugene, I'm not sure what you're driving at. I think right now people use it and they hit crits with it and it melts. Um, is there a bigger damage buff on like Kill Clip or something on other SMGs that would make them more use- worth using and hitting your crits? Are people going to pivot away from Recluse to other weapons? Is that what you're saying? 
Uh, B Nizzle says, "What exotic is the next to be nerfed after One-Eyed Mask? Is there one, or will the community be happy now?" I don't think there's really any exotics right now that are that are causing too many problems in Crucible. There's certainly not anything in PVE that's causing a problem. One-Eyed Mask was was not really a target by the PVE community. Um, the 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 recluse was targeted for how easy it was to use, and especially when you use it in combined, you know, in in combined with Mountaintop. Um, I don't, I don't foresee anything else being a problem. But again, there's always unforeseen consequences. When you nerf one thing, something else can rise, uh, and that's just one of the things um, that, that, that'll be that'll still be present. Recluse with Master of Arms activated has a .47 TTK with all crits. Um, yeah, I, I, I still think people are still going to use it. That time to kill is still absurdly fast. Uh, .47, a uh, time to kill. The Crucible Hard Truths low-key melts with Kill Clip. I'm sure there's other weapons that'll rise to becoming maybe a little bit more popular, especially considering if you don't use mouse and keyboard, it's harder to hit crits with an SMG like that. Um, if you're going for max DPS, the Recluse isn't the... There are better ones. The Recluse is just more consistent. Yeah, I think it's just because of how laser beam it feels. Uh, Sky Elliot. Do you believe bringing back raid relics like the shield relic from Vog and the sword relic from Crota would be a nice addition to D2? Also, loot needs to be better in the raid than world drops. I miss Bungie's philosophy for Vog weapons, but I understand why they moved away from them. I don't run raid that much uh, D2 because of lackluster loot being worse than raid drops. Thank you for not really writing a question and sharing your opinion. This this doesn't get old at all. Um, I am going to treat it like a question, though. We've talked about this a ton. You're kind of preaching to the choir. Nobody here is is unfamiliar with anything you're saying. We've all been saying this since Leviathan. Uh, raid loot is not that great. It's not that inviting. It's There's nothing on the level of Fatebringer. You don't need stuff to be on the level of Fatebringer. I mean, you could just have things on the level of Genesis Chain, Chaos Dogma, and the Steel Medulla. Those are weapons from Wrath of the Machine that weren't necessarily top shelf, but they were certainly unique. They, they were certainly standouts. And, and in that realm, I think they could go down that, that road further. As far as bringing back relics, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. There, there is a, there's a ground re- level raid philosophy shift in D2. If you watch my video on this, I, I zero in on no specialized classes. There's nothing, there's nobody running a sword at Crota. There's nobody running relic uh, at Oryx. There's nobody running aura at, at, at Warpriest. There's nobody running cannons while other guys run balls. Everybody's basically relay racing the same responsibilities for the most part. Now, there is like, okay, we got three guys on the on the eye duty at the Harpy, and then three guys on banking moat duty, right? There is a little bit of a division of labor in those particular environments, but it still feels a little bit more like a relay race than here's our guy running sword, here's our guy running the relic at Templar, etc. And I don't know if having an actual relic and role in particular is the issue I think it's a symptom of a different philosophy I enjoyed getting better at 
particular roles in the raid and while I wasn't actually good at those roles somebody else could carry that torch matchstick thank you for 35 months one more month to three years I enjoyed that aspect of it there were people that raided with us in wrath that initially were struggle bus players but we carried them we kind of showed them how it worked they saw us clutch and there was an aspiration that sort of was in within them to be like I would like to get to that point where I'm better at running these raids and they would come in each week and be like hey I'm familiar with it I had a rough time last time but I'm ready to get back on the horse I think currently the philosophy of everybody basically doing the same thing, sharing sharing the job, division of labor, a struggle bus player ends a raid and generally just feels a little red-faced and a little embarrassed and kind of maybe, maybe not wanting to go back in ever again. It's not the same. It, it's a different. It's a different. It's a different emotional state. I think. Carboy four hundred with a brand new prime sub. Thank you so much uh, for the new sub. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad free viewing. You will never see an ad here as a sub. Uh, if you guys are sick of seeing ads on Twitch and you're here every day, that's a great value uh, for subbing. So, I, I think what you're saying, like is tied to a larger, larger philosophical shift at Bungie. Revive timer, revive tokens, no relics, no specialized roles, a bunch of freaking relay races is one of the reasons I think raids feel so different in D2. Now, this is one of the reasons I really like Garden of Salvation because you can run specific roles and get really, really good at them. I'm getting really, really good at rebuilding in um, in the final fight with Vreek. Vreek is a community member here. He's raided with me a lot. We've gotten really good at rebuilding really fast in the final fight of Garden. We're never invading. We're never in, we're never banking moats. We're never in charge of white shield white shielded enemies. Those guys are doing that and they've gotten good at that. Uh, whenever we're not running challenge at the at the the it's before the harpy. It's the second encounter where there's the teleporters and defending the banks. Man, I am zipping around. I'm going from first base to home base to third base. I'm helping with the angelics. I'm helping with with replenishing. There's something really fun about that. Garden of Salvation brought back a little bit of that. Hey, you can get really good at something. You can really finesse something. And the final boss fight is definitely that. If you finesse the fight, if you use the relay defenders and you you stack up on one side, you can really maximize damage. You can use a mechanic within the raid itself and the mods that drop within the raid itself to maximize damage to increase the efficiency of the fight and I think that I think that is a a huge step in the right direction I think the next thing they need to do is remove the revive timer because it's stupid to wipe the team uh you can limit how many times we can res, and then after that, let us try and clutch it up. Um, wiping the team because someone is dead has got to be one of the worst ideas they've ever come up with, and that's just my opinion. I think some people think it's great. I think it's I think it's terrible. Uh, if you want to limit how many times we can res, that's fine, but let us try to clutch a four or five man. I think those are intense moments. Those are fun moments. Um, the, the, the Harpy boss fight, where the Harpy goes down the hallway, is probably one of the few times... In Destiny 2's history, that you can have consistent four and five man clutches because someone ends up dead and we're like, just go to damage. We have enough time. Now, I want you to think about what we're doing. 
we're clutching at four or five man and we are ignoring your stupid res timer the res timer is not a part of the equation it's not a part of the hero moment the hero moment is existing as it used to exist in destiny one which is proof that you need to get rid of the res timer because the only times we have really really noticeable measurable and exciting hero moments is in an environment where we can ignore the res timer which again is a strong argument for it to be completely removed from the game um again final boss fight you could have something similar happen just go to damage let's just beat this guy southern cl with two months welcome back my favorite raid of all time and why is wrath because it's the best um so this is just a huge huge subject that i covered in another video but obviously i like to get a little preachy about it because i i think i think raids have been diminished in a significant amount of ways. The second big thing they need to do with raids, I said the first thing they need to do is you know address the, the revive timer. Second thing they need to do, make the loot way more interesting. The loot needs to be way more interesting. And they're moving the needle a little bit. They're moving the needle a little bit. Raid guns have way fewer perk potential rolls to increase the likelihood of you getting a good roll. That's a start. That's a start, but you're not quite there yet. Uh, MW2Killer says, Do you think the Altar of Sorrows boss needs a rework since there's a triumph where you basically have to one-phase it, and if you don't, you have to reset? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, people, I think Enviro and Clintus, Enviro was in here the other day and gave us details on how they did that. Um, it took them like three or four tries or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It seems weird to have something like that tied to a world boss, especially how strong he is. I don't know if you can affect the efficiency of the fight by going in as 971s. I don't know if that affects it. I don't know what the power level of the instance is. If it's a public instance, I don't know. It, it's probably 950. So 971, I would think, would make a huge uh, deal. Um, so six months from Darren, that's half a year. That's a purple badge. Welcome back. Uh, next question. Whoops, I clicked on the wrong thing in the spreadsheet. Uh, next question from Rump says, slightly off topic, I watched your Recluse Q&A earlier today. It got me thinking about ways to make ritual weapons feel powerful, but still widely available. Uh, I came up, I'm skipping your question because uh, it's not a question. It's you pontificating an idea and that I, I'm not reading books. That, that gets really old. Silent Service. If immunity was based off of game mechanics... Uh, e.g. we as the players control the immunity would there be a more acceptable version of immunity uh, also should damage phases just have set time limits like you have 5 seconds to do damage to the nightfall boss right okay so Enviro saying it took him 3 times yeah it took him 3 times to get the guy um, uh, one phased um, I mean I, I addressed this in the talk so maybe you, you might have submitted this before I did my talk Two and maybe I didn't. I might not have made it this explicit, so it's good that you asked. Two things need to be abundantly clear about immunity phases. Number one, the earned damage phase. So if there's immunity phase, then obviously there should be a damage phase, right? The earned damage phase should be set and guaranteed. Like you get this much time to do damage. So as part of your question, saying should there be set time limits? Absolutely. Vex offensive boss. You take the shield down, you get X amount of damage on the boss. Uh, Nocturus. Garbage fight. You earn damage, and you get a super small window if you did too much damage in the previous phases, and Nocturus spins and goes immune again. 
the master um sorry the nightmare hunt bosses an absolutely stupid execution of damage phases you get less phases if you do too much damage like i shouldn't even need to say these things these are logical sensible mechanically driven ideas that just should be standards in the game we shouldn't even be having this conversation bungie is smart enough and experienced enough and the game has been out long enough we shouldn't even be having this conversation more than likely what happened with nightmares is they wanted to give us as much as they could to have rhythmic content so shadow keep felt big and substantive and i feel like quality control on nightmare hunts is just really really lacking and so yes and it should be guaranteed if i go in the room and I have five seconds to do, let's say you get seven seconds. Bungie likes the number seven. You give me seven seconds to do damage, and we melt this sucker down to like 10% of his health. Nothing in the fight should change. We just go to whatever the next phase is. Satisfy that, and go to damage. And now I got the same damage window, seven seconds. Now you got to be careful because in nightmare hunts at 980, a lot of the times you're kind of hiding from the boss. So as soon as he's damageable, only giving us seven seconds would be a little bit absurd because sometimes we're like stuck in a corner. Sometimes we're trying to recover. The time to recover would potentially make it so you can't do any damage. It should be seven seconds after you first initiate damage. You know, you initiate shots on boss and you have five to seven seconds or whatever to do damage. Seven seconds might be really, really long given how strong we are. So maybe it needs to be lowered to like five or I don't know three something that's it needs to be sensible it's like when we're doing when we're doing damage to the vex offensive boss like you can just kind of feel how much time you have and he's really spongy so you know one phases are not that frequent in vex offensive you know they're they're slightly infrequent and so i think that's a good that's a good design it's a good way they've set it up. Uh, Foss Green with the brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on my Twitch channel whenever you sub here. Thank you for the Prime sub. If you guys have Prime and you use it here, it's a great way to get back some of your ad-free viewing that you used to get. Um, now, if you're saying we as players control the immunity, I think what you're saying there is something like Vex Offensive. We're like, it's immune, but then we kind of control when the immunity comes down. I happen to like that a lot. That's like a mini raid fight. And I think nightmare hunts should function in that way. And here's what I mean. They're so close. I think the boss should have a shield that only comes down. So it's immune. And it only comes down when you do damage with unstable essence. You clear the room, grab unstable essence, kill the boss. That takes a finesse. That takes a finesse. And then you get a decent damage phase. And then do it again. That would allow us to do a wipe. We just completely melt and wipe the boss, but it would have to come from finesse. You'd have to really maximize the timing. You'd have to leave somebody alive with the, you know, the unstable light. So when you take the the boss's shield down, it's planned, it's intentional, and then we're able to go in. Clean your ship. This is how it's supposed to look. This is camouflage, dude. I'm going to land on the forest mood of Endor later. Leave my ship alone. Um, so yeah. Those, those would be, I think, that's, I just feel like this is low-hanging fruit. I don't feel like any of, the, any of this is beyond Bungie's grasp of, of knowing it and implementing it. I just, I really, really do think that, um, they, I just think they rushed some of this content, to be honest. Uh, Arcanus. 
It appears that the immunity phases are trying to be hard nudges to get players to engage with the rest of the encounter. Would it be better to give the, go- the boss more health uh, if they want these fights to go a bit last longer and be more engaging? Yo, Queens with two months, thank you. Thanks for keeping your primes up here. I don't necessarily think we want like a, a one-size-fits-all. Like, oh, everything's super spongy, so you have to go to other phases. Here's something that somebody said about the soul fight, the big, like, the big worm god or whatever. Four months from Kizo, thank you. You basically do so much damage that the the boss leaves, and then there's waves of ads, and then the boss comes up for, like, a final stand. You could do something like that, where you you basically engage with the fight, and there's, like, set things. What about the difficulty idea? Dude, don't jam eight questions into your question and then get like, oh, did you answer the full thing? And going up in difficulty shortens damage time? Okay, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, sure. That would be a good way of making it scale, but there has to be something on the screen to feedback the player so that they know it's seven, then it's five, then it's three or something. Um, uh... Like, I think you're right, Arcanist, and I, and, and, you know, Luke Smith talks about this in his director's cut, right? Um, if you, if you actually, if you actually are going to play Halo, he said, and really enjoy it when they had people, you know, you know testing it, he said we would have them up the difficulty because then you could see the, the, you know, the enemy animations would be longer, they would do their fight patterns, and you would feel like, oh, wow, I actually enjoy that instead of just bam, 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 you one shot everything. And so I think the same logic was applied to nightmare hunts. I think, no, we want people to feel that sense of threat of boss is immune. The room is full of crap and it's tough. And I think they wanted us to feel that. Unfortunately, they completely bumbled it. Like I'm fine with damage enemies damage. But that's not what happens. It's damage. Ah, uh, too much damage. So it's enemies, and it's uh, uh it's more enemies. Th- like, th- that's bad. It's bad design. It's poorly implemented. It's poorly implemented. Thirty-two months from a lot of gamer. Welcome back. Um, it's just one of those things. You're such a Richard. Sometimes I'm not. Are you talking to me? Come on, man. You you, you asked like seven questions in one question. That's kind of cheating. And then like I missed one part of the question. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I just think that I'm okay. I'm a, and this is where I think a lot of people. This is like when people say, "What's wrong with why is skill based matchmaking bad?" I guess they just want to. They just want to. They just want to pub stomp. They just want to pub stomp. They simplify the argument into something that's absurd that isn't true and when this discussion comes up people do the same thing they're like oh you just want to melt bosses in a second and just run it again how is that challenging it's like no nobody nobody is saying that nobody is saying we should be able to go into the the room and hit the delete button on the boss nobody is saying that what we are saying is is that if we increase our power with mods increase our efficiency with strategy loadout changes uh, and using in-game mechanics, oppressive darkness, unstable essence, and then supreme nightmare mods, we're using the things in the game. All signs point to this will make you stronger. Like that's all we're doing. And I think if you finesse those things and, and master those things, there should be a reward of efficiency and speed. I'm not saying I should be able to go in the room and just smack, you know, just backhand the boss into oblivion. There. What have I said so often? This is like one of my mottos now about power, okay? 
I could hand you a weapon that allows you to go into a room and you fire a rocket and it nukes the boss one hit. Technically, from a technical standpoint, I have handed you something that's really powerful. And you'd be like, but I don't feel powerful. Why? Because it's not challenging, right? Power is best felt when choice and challenge are experienced. Like you can experience, you can sense. Power is best felt when that's happening. You're, you're feeling challenged, but your choice is also present. I'm feeling challenged by these Master Nightmare Hunts. I'm having to come up with strategies and communicate with my teammates. It's 980. Even when you're at Delta, it's still challenging because of the modifiers, right? And you're communicating. And that communication overcomes the challenge and your choices. And so then you feel truly powerful. Because guys next to you are like, how did you guys get that time trial? Oh, man. You feel kind of proud. You're like, all right, let me walk you through what we did. Instead of, oh man, how'd you guys get that time trial? We haven't tried yet. Oh, it's pretty easy. You just go in the room and blow him up. It's not hard at all. It's it's more enjoyable and it's a little bit more of like an opportunity to kind of like boast and be like, yeah, we got that time trial because you finesse the fight. You, you leverage the available power in the game. And I think too often, Bungie has... Let's let's be clear about what this probably is. Okay, I think we have we have a clash of schools of thought right now. There's a school of thought in pre-Shadow Keep that man, everybody's just going in and melting everything we put in front of them, and that's why we got reckoning. Okay, in comes Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep introduces difficulty spectrum. They they double down and they do the contest modifier again in the raid. So they're creating environments where you're not the big dog in the room. You feel a little bit weak. And on top of that, they've also got protections in place that made sense pre-Shadow Keep. So in the absence of a difficulty spectrum, the thing to slow you down would be Fanatic Immunity Phase that makes you want to, like, punch him in the face with brass knuckles because you freaking hate him, right? But that's the only real way to slow you down because there was no difficulty spectrum pre-Shadow Keep. So I feel like there's a conflict right now. If you're going to introduce difficulty spectrum, you can't also have immunity phases to stop us from baking. If we figure out how to bake at 980, then let us bake at 980. Because if you're doing difficulty spectrum properly, it's not going to be super easy. Even when you're at Delta, it's not going to be super easy because you're you're up in the higher echelons of difficulty. There's lots of modifiers active. That you got to change your loadout to tango with the modifiers. So I would say right now we have an old import. I think the immunity phases in Nightmare Hunts is an old import from an old school of thought pre-difficulty phase, which could be the result of Bungie making the Nightmare Hunts eight months ago. And then after that's already all in development, they've developed the mechanics and the fights and everything else. Bungie's like, oh, we're also going to do a difficulty spectrum. So we have to add champions and we have to add certain things to those fights. And so the ground level mechanic for the boss fights is sort of at odds with the the way they've designed the, the encounters. They've designed the encounters to scale up in difficulty. Modifiers, the presence of champions, the delta scale of the power of the enemies, and then, oh, also immunity phases that are kind of broken. That would be sort of my theory as to what happened. Uh, Fudge, thank you for 23 months of subs. Super, super close uh, to getting that two-year badge. 
Uh, LLK or I'm Club says, do you think the garden boss is one of the lower tiers of what a raid boss can be? I like garden personally. I think it's a really, really great raid. Geo, how about keeping the overshield but remove the wall hack only to highlight? Yeah, I mean, we're I, I don't I don't want to get lost in the minutia of tiny suggestions about how to fix one-eyed mask. Sorry for the weird non-question I submitted earlier. I uh, was still trying to distill the actual question. I wanted to ask if giving ritual weapons unique boundary-breaking perk combos like rapid fire sniper with triple tap and four times a charm, and this way. Bungie could treat ritual weapons going forward, or do you think this could result in a similar problem? So you're saying to create boundary-breaking perk combinations. Rapid fire, triple tap, and fourth time's a charm. I I don't understand. You don't need me to answer this question. And le- I mean you 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 seem like you're 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 crafting a question to this would you're you're not fixing the problem. You're making another problem. Do you honestly think they could create a sniper or a hand cannon or a shotgun that is that absolute S-tier god roll version of a weapon and not basically recreate the problem that ritual that that pinnacle weapons created before? Of course that's a problem. You're creating a class weapon all of its own. It has the best of the best perks. It has a perk combination that can't be gotten anywhere else. That's exactly what was the problem with Mountaintop and Recluse. Like, this question doesn't even need ask. You're asking me if they, you know, if they put a lot of water in a bucket, will there be water in the bucket? Well, of course. You know, if they give a gun that level of perk combinations, how are you going to unseat that in the future? I think what they need to be leaning toward is unique perk combinations, not absurdly strong perk combinations. Genesis Chain... Chaos Dogma Steel Medulla. These are guns that had unique perk combinations, perks that couldn't be gotten anywhere else. There was no auto rifle that could get what Genesis Chain had. It wasn't possible. It wasn't a best in class. It was not an S tier weapon. It was not an elite weapon, but it felt good. It got the job done and it was unique. That's the route they need to take. This is one of the reasons why I've continued to say, go to a primary, secondary, heavy system, put all the primaries in the primary slot, give all primaries random elements, and start leaning into elemental perks. Elemental perks could be a whole lot more unique than everything's a damage perk or a reload perk a lot of the times. 101 Ghost. My friend brings up Hunter Dodge as hunters are actually strong or overtuned, but that Titans and One-Eyed Mask is just so much stronger and that's overlooked. Do you think Hunter may be looked at after the nerfs going forward? I yeah, Hunters have generally had a dodge or a lane leave mechanic for a really long time. They're, I don't think they're going to visit it, no. Eight months from Enlo Eagle, thank you. Uh, Wishwash. Do you think they should make changes for comp only? Quick play is supposed to just be fun and I don't mind playing against mask and comp. Things like wall hacks and specific things just shouldn't work. This is the wrong move, always. People always suggest this. Like, something is really strong, or a certain build's really strong, and someone's like, well, why don't we just completely gut the magic and the power and the structure of the game and the loot and just go to a a stripped-down gameplay? Number one, they're never gonna do it. Number two, they already tried. Number three, it was terrible. Like, kind of a case-closed scenario. They're not gonna go back and do that again. They're not gonna strip down. They're not gonna strip down the game ever again for PvP. Like, just give up on that dream. I know people want to go to, like, a competitive, stripped-down eSport version of Destiny. I don't think Bungie's interested in doing it. Um, 
I pooted. Do you feel like exotic armor has become too flattened? I run most of the current content with no exotic equipped in any slot. Um, I actually like the direction we're going. Exotic armor brings a certain amount of utility. So when I was a warlock, I was running, um, I ran Phoenix with well. And then when I switched to Nova, I was switching between Nezrax and Skull, depending on the environment. I think we need to go more in that direction where exotics play a particular role and benefit as opposed to being like, well, just run fill in the blank. You know, Skull Fort's kind of got, when I'm running bounties, I run Skull Fort. You know, that things like that. I, I think that creating a particular role for an, an exotic is better than creating exotics that become all-encompassing because then you end up with things like One-Eyed Mask. Cruxley. Some games have multiple boss phases where the boss completely transform and the HP resets. Do you think this type of thing would work in Destiny? Okay, there's a couple of things I hate about this style of boss fight. I'm not saying we can't do this, but there's there's versions of this that I personally hate and chat, you obviously can weigh in. I absolutely hate Rope-A-Dope. If I go in the room and I do a bunch of damage and then the boss goes immune or the boss stops taking damage and leaves. I absolutely hate that. That's that. It's it's like your princess is in another castle. It's like your boss is in another room. I freaking hate that. I hate it. Give me a boss fight. Don't give me some rope-a-dope fake-out chase. It drives me freaking nuts. Uh, in Jedi Fallen Order, great, great enemy fights the fights are punishing they're hard they're great and yesterday i had to fight this owl this giant owl from hell and it was fun and intense and i learned hard lessons in the fight on the fly and started outplaying the boss and then i got him the 10% health and he left the room he just left and then i had to do a quick time event to beat him it was like the biggest most greatest disappointment I've had in the game so far. I love Jedi Fallen Order. I love it. I'm, I'm a fanboy of that game. That was immensely disappointing. Why not just let me finish the fight? 10% of his health. I'm having a good time. I'm having a good fight. Let me finish him. Give me a cool... I like the little quick time animations for executions. Like, I finally beat him, and then I can do some crazy spin move where I come up in the air and, like, chop his head off or something, or, or chop his beak off and then impale his brain. I don't know. But... That was really, really disappointing. So don't start giving me these fights where it's all an illusion. Like, yeah, do a bunch of damage and (laughs) they're out of here. Now, if they did a boss fight in Borderlands where you you killed the dragon and then it morphed into another version of the dragon, I could get behind that. Right? I could get behind that. Go in, rip off the melt, because what's this do? This forces you to save a little bit. So if you know you can go in and melt with one Nova and some heavy, you're going to save your other stuff. Right now, a lot of times when we can melt, we overkill. We do more damage than is needed. So you would you would really want to stagger your damage and your efficiency if you knew, all right, first death, okay, it's down, all right, it's coming back, all right, now it's void, or now it's now it's bigger, now it's mobile, now it's aerial, now it's ground pound. Like the the, the elements of the fight would change too. So, I, I could get behind this, but I never want rope-a-dope fake-out fights. I absolutely freaking hate that. I just, I, it's so irritating um, 
to have fights be like, uh, <laughs> you thought you killed me or you did 75% damage. So now my health bar stops moving and I like salute you and run away. I, I hate that. If it's a boss fight, make it a boss fight. Let me kill. Let me, let me kill the dadgum thing. And then that's the end of it. So that's more than 30 minutes for Q and a, uh, that was the last question in the queue. Somebody just threw in a last minute one. I'll answer that in just a second. If you're listening on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. As always, please like share and subscribe.